0: Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and I'm going to talk about organizing poetry this morning so it makes sense. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me on the ride to work. It is an early Wednesday morning if you are catching this in real time. I'm excited today that I get to volunteer to help with Super School, and we're going to help students. Um, I'm going to become this... Uh, all of a sudden, motivational speaker, <laughs> hopefully, can motivate um, and help students push through here at the uh, the last few days of our semester. So, say a prayer for me, for all of the students, for all of the staff, the parents, families. Guys, It's uh, it has been a year. And with all the transition and change and uncertainty and fear, the Lord has not left our side. And I will say that with the Lord's grace and strength, I just can keep doing this thing day by day, um, even though it's hard. So thank you guys for your prayers. Um, Yesterday, I had a poetry event. I held a workshop on self-publishing poetry, and I had a few people that signed up Um, but then on the day of the event, I had just a small group. It was only three people that came to the event, and I'm telling you guys, it was great. One, maybe I'll have three people who are going to be chasing their words, honoring their blank page, and embracing the joy within their writing space, and because of that, it was worth it. Um... I enjoyed myself. I loved it. I love talking about poetry and not just like platforms like draft the digital or Ingram Spark but I love talking about poetry in general and what poetry does and how it can unlock that secret within us that we didn't even know we were carrying. And so I read some poetry during the event. Um, Captain Hook was one of them. Um, just to show like the different ranges of poetry that can really bring out an emotion. So I had a great time. And there was something that resonated with me that I kept saying. And I think that the attendees agree. You know, just sometimes when you're talking about, well, I've got Three hundred poems, for example. Let's just use what happened with me with the Southern poetry, with my first book, *The Clay in the Potter's Hands*. Well, what do I do with them? You know, I've, I've got all this work, and it's a snapshot of my life, and and of of place, and of time, and what inspired me, and what thoughts were running through my head, and what do I do with them? You just have to sit with them. You have to sit with them. Welcome them back. And it's not to change them. I mean, yeah. If, if you find something that just doesn't work. Yeah, like fix that. But uh, I don't mean sit with them to critique them. Sit with them to make them perfect. I mean, welcome them back. How they are. In their form. And say, hello. And then, if they ask, Hey, can I be a part of this work? (laughs) And you feel that tugging, you feel that fishing and it's like you caught something, you know, that excitement when you, when you're a child and you're catching that first fish, man, you'll feel it. You say, come on, Jen, it can't be that easy. When you sit with your words to welcome them to your table, not To critique them, not for an interview, but at a banquet, at a table, and you are welcoming them into your space for fellowship, for celebrating those words, for reflecting on those moments. Now, all the poems that you've written matter, but all of the poems that you've written in your life aren't meant to be public. They're not meant to be in a book. But some are. So then how do you know? You ask the Lord for wisdom. You ask the Lord for guidance. You ask Him to direct your paths. You say, God, I'm doing this thing. You know, I'm putting together this poetry book. One I want it to matter to someone. Too. I want to, you know, of course I want it to bring you glory Lord. And help me God do those things when I welcome these friends to my banquet. So treat them as if they are long lost friends. Are friends you haven't seen in a couple of years, and you're going to hold your first party. Walk in it with prayer, anticipation, excitement. When your friend first walks into the door, you're not going to say, Ooh, what did you do to your hair? Ooh, <laughs> now listen. I have read some of my poems where I have been like cringe. Oh my gosh, did I write that? Oh my gosh, there's no way. That makes, Oh!" And then I just keep going. They just didn't get the invitation to go into the book. But I didn't delete them. They're still on my friends list. They just didn't make it to the book. But when a friend comes to visit, you welcome them just as they are. Come on, you know it. Same way. Say hello, words. And so, this whole concept of the way that I'm trying to describe of how you organize your poetry, it could sound a little cuckoo. I know. But just try it. What do you have to lose? And I think it's the same way. If you can take this poetry example and extend it out to whatever you're working on, a children's book, a middle grade, why a adult? You know, does this scene fit here? Does this character belong here? Does this does this work? Not everything you think should go in a book, but everything that you've written is going to last. <laughs> so, spend time with your words, welcoming them back. And live the story, live the poetry. So yesterday in class I actually wrote Live Poetry on my slide and I introduced three poets. Now, guys, I was so shocked. My student so I had one student who said he had written a couple of poems. That was it, and he did the assignment. The others said, Oh no, maybe elementary school one time and then one girl said, I vividly remember first grade. I wrote a poem in first grade and I'm like, do you know what it was about or the topic? No, but I do remember it was in first grade. And here I am sitting with students and I'm, I wrote Live Poetry. And I started with An Obstacle by Charlotte Perkins yesterday or day before yesterday. And we analyzed it. We worked through Charlotte Perkins. And then I moved from her to We Are The Champions by Queen, which only one student had ever heard that song. Okay, okay, so I had to play that. And then we broke down those lyrics and looked at all of the negatives to positive tone switches. We moved from there to I Too, read by Denzel Washington. And from I Too, we went to Maya Angelo. Still I Rise. No students had met Maya before. And if they had, they did not remember her. I said, live poetry. Watch Maya. Maya's going to read this to you in the way that it sings in her heart. Watch her. Listen. Listen. And I played that video of her reading that poem on the stage and snapping her fingers and laughing out loud. And then we moved to Poe along, And I connected along to Boo Radley, Arthur. And then it was Scout's POV or Jim's or Atticus or Robinson's or Family or Calpurnia, Alexandra. It's like pick a character, do a POV poem. And they sat on it they tapped their fingers on a desk not on a computer and i said love of poetry let it live let poetry live and then a student wrote something and it was so lovely it was so profound it was fame it was it was a pov of a singer They might not have done Scout. They might not have done the way I did, where you took a line from the quote and you you went with it. And now we're doing mentor text poetry because I'm going to see if that's going to help them pull up uh, from a line and move. But I want to tell you guys, poetry, live it. Live poetry. Experience it again as an adult. You know, go back through Work through with your characters, work through it with the scenes, write poems about your settings. Oh my gosh, it'll open you up. I'm challenging you guys. Yes, even setting. You heard me. You got it. I know it might sound a little weird, but it'll work. It'll work. It'll bring you joy. And don't we need a little bit more of that? So, how did I organize the clay in the potter's hands? I went through 300 poems, and I was like, ooh, cringe. Ooh, that's about my mama growing up. That was about my dad. That one's my aunt. This one is what I remember, Catching Fireflies. This one is, and I separated them all, and they ended up being Shaping and Modeling. And I'm still being shaped, but the clay in the potter's hands, it worked. The theme all came together. The progression all came together. Fact versus fiction, I've told you how that worked. I actually did something new. I made a list in my journal book. Ones to keep, ones to throw out, ones to say, yep, you're there. And so I did a fact side of my journal and then a fiction page. And I went through all of my poems. I you know, wrote new ones. And then I have fact versus fiction. You open it up, you get Jim. You get me in my moments. <laughs> you get my bio walking, talking, you get me, autobiographical poetry. You get that. And then it moves over into fiction. You get my characters. You get to meet Lyric talking about Daisy, which is her guitar. You get to meet Brinkley, where farmers pray for rain like cats and dogs. And Brinkley obliges. You get to meet a hot dog. You get to meet Bill's place. You get to meet a place that's closed because it still matters even though it's boarded up. You get to meet my house. And say goodbye with me. You get to run in the garden at my grandma's house. That book matters. You know, it matters to my kids. They were so excited. I wrote a poem about sweet tea for my son. And I wrote one about his girlfriend and him. I wrote one about my son making decisions about college. Guys, I love this book so much. It's a snapshot fact versus fiction it comes out April the 30th I hug it I carry it around with me my children are in that book my childhood is in that book my characters sweet potato Belle oh my gosh y'all know how much I love Belle Belle Pepper Jones from sweet potato Jones ankle and, and Mays is in there love maize so you know, I go back and I say, you know, Wow, God, thank you for that organizational idea. I would have never thought to write that, did I didn't have a model to go on. I just prayed about it, and it worked. I've got a new book coming out, 2022. I can already tell y'all what it's going to be, and it's poetry. And it hit me when I saw a lighthouse on the side of a building, and we took a picture of it. And I said, There we go, Lord. Thank you, God. New idea, new words, new poems. Hello words. (laughs) And speaking of hello words, man, y'all know the story. Y'all know the story of hello words? Silly, serious, and scary poems. There's 31 poems that are getting ready to be published. I'm waiting on my cover designer to finish it up. And then I'm going to release it to the world. And it's where the sidewalk ends, smashed all up together on the sidewalk with scary stories to tell in the dark man I love this book and it is it is a hodgepodge so when you see the title silly silly serious and scary they're all in there they're all mixed up maybe there's one that's silly then you'll meet one that's serious your heart will be open more because you've had that let go moment of a laugh or a smile or an internal ha ha. <laughs> and then you get the serious one about Jesus. And then you get a scary one about a grave digger or the Golden Arm, my favorite, or the Mako Light or Lydia at the Bridge, North Carolina ghost stories in poetry form. Come on, guys come on, we can do this work. We can do this organization. It works for me. And it makes sense to me. And I just pray that it makes sense to a reader. Because when you meet words, this book is called Hello Words. There is a reason why they're all in that kind of order. So ultimately, when you walk away, it's an experience with meeting words and meeting them where they are and when they come. And so if Transylvaniation comes, guess what? It goes there because that was the way that the poem came. I just love it. I love it so much. because it's playground, it's sandbox. It's a sandbox of words. And here's, here's a metaphor. Here's what I used yesterday for an analogy. I said, imagine that you are at the edge of the sea. Stand there. Feel the spray. Smell the salt. Gulls are crying. Your feet are warm on the sand. You're holding your point, And you slip it Into the bottle there's a message there there's a story there's an image there's a hope there's love and it's in that bottle and you cork it and you throw it out to sea and you walk away when we publish a book That's what we do. And when we hit publish and we walk away, our prayer can be Lord, let the person find the bottle that needs the bottle. You know, that's out of our control, right? But God is in control. And that's my prayer. My prayer for words. So guys, you know, whatever brick walls are standing in your way. As I said yesterday, y'all know Randy Posh, y'all know that book, The Last Lecture, is one of my favorite books of all time, and that poem resonated with me. Words matter. That book that poem matters. That I mean, that quote matters. Brick walls are there to show us how bad that we want something. So Here we go. How are you going to get through whatever this brick wall is that you might have? You bust through it. You find a way around it. You go a different way. A different path. Or you have someone lift you up. And you climb over it. But you don't stand still. Maya Angelou did not say, be still, 10 times. She said, still, arise. No matter what you're facing, no matter what obstacles, no matter what doubts, fears, worries, say, so get behind me safe. And move forward. Share your words. Sit with them a while. Have fun in your sandbox. And find that joy. Alright guys. Y'all have a blessed day. I will talk with y'all later. I've got tons of news to share. Man, fact versus fiction. It's coming up y'all. It's on pre-order. You guys gotta go get a copy. I'm super excited about that book, and I hope that it brings joy to someone else, as much joy as it's brought to me and my kids <laughs> and my family. Eat Dog cried throughout the book. Love it. Well, all right. I hope that y'all have a blessed one. Bye. The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22, 2021 and our Writing Warriors for Jesus Writing Conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there.